Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together they can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCU sense of theme here hey it's gary and shannon uh thanks for downloading listening to uh the podcast of the gary and shannon show now if you want to listen to it live you can do so every weekday from 10 a.m until 2 p.m in the greater los angeles area on kfi am 640 or you can go onto the iheart radio app and just type in kfi and listen live listen to old shows etc make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast and share it with all your friends, but the pre-post podcast as well, which is bonus content that we can't do on the air for legal purposes. I can't make this work, then I'm going to have to get a real job. Right now, I'm out. Hey, listen to me. This is a real job. I'm the one with the job. You're the one who lies around the house all day in a pool of your own slobber. Gary Hoffman. He drug a stink in here so bad the livestock wouldn't stay. Shannon Farron. She is washed up. You understand me? She's finished. She's a troublemaker. She's on my list. Gary and Shannon. You can Google it. It's worth a Google. Now for the coup de grace. tough when when somebody passes right that's near and dear to you um and your 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 family here at kfi and the weird thing is every the more time you spend thinking about the person the more you're laughing (laughs) you know it's a weird sadness slash happiness to to go through tim conway's greatest hits and uh and just the the crippling laughter that he induced for some of the finest comedians in the game. He would take not only all of us to our knees, but some of the 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 other bright shining comedian stars. Yeah, I uh, Tim Conway Senior uh, has passed away. Passed away this morning um, at uh, at the age of eighty five. And obviously, this is going to be a very tough day. And we've we've uh, already spent some time sort of in the office talking about some of the great memories that we've had of of watching Tim Conway on the Carol Burnett show on McHale's Navy and all these different guest spots that he had for so long, these great movies that he was in. Uh, One of the things that he loved to do was crack up the people that were on set with him. And, And that's an incredible skill to be able to keep a straight face while you're doing your intended action of cracking that other person up. To watch everybody just completely lose it and you stay straight is uh, nearly, I would think, impossible. And the thing is, there's so many examples of it. The Carol yeah. Burnett Show is one great window into that sort of view. And he was only a regular on there for, I think, four of four the 11, of the 11. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but some of those the sketches, whether it's the dentist with Harvey Corman, It's my uh, favorite. Um, or or the old you know, the world's oldest man or whatever the the character's name was. I mean, all of these these incredible characters that came out of this guy 
that were able to crack up the people that he was on set with. The, the other one that I saw, and I was telling Nick about it, he hadn't seen this yet, but I told him he's got to watch it. The Elephant Story. Yeah, we were just we're listening sick. to that with Wayne oh, and Jennifer. It's unbelievable. It's, it's still, it, I mean, I watched 15 seconds of it and I had the first tear and yeah. it, it was a, a laughing tear. <laughs> I remember I remember showing that to my kids, yeah. saying to them, listen, this is, you'll never see someone like this again that will, that's able to own a a set like that, especially when you hear that the majority of that story was improvised. He yeah. ad-libbed that story. And the and the thing that made it most amazing is the deeper he got into this fake story, the more the people on the set were cracking up laughing. Oh, that none of nobody was going to recover from those from those laughs. I mean, they were not going to come back and be able to uh, play it straight after that. It, it, in in that skit too, it's just like the timing is just perfection. Yeah, and that was so much of it too. Uh, I was looking at. Instagram last night, and um, Conway had uh, posted a, ni- a video from 1975, a Doris Day TV special, where Doris Day is singing to Tim Conway, <laughs> Midnight at the Oasis. And these are just two people that we have lost this week that meant so much to so many people. Um, Conway passed away this morning. Um, apparently suffering from complications from normal pressure hydrocephalus. They said that there were no signs of dementia or Alzheimer's. He had undergone surgery back in September, um, survived by his wife of 35 years. He has a stepdaughter. He has six biological children, of course, that we uh, work closely with, and Tim Jr., uh, a couple of granddaughters. Um, and by the way, and we'll, we'll post this information so that uh, if you'd like to help out, um, the family, in, in lieu of any flowers or gifts or anything, the family says that they would like donations to be made to the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Vegas. So um, we'll make sure that we get that information up there as well. And one of the things that, that I thought would be great is if if there's a specific uh, character or scene or moment that you can remember from from Tim Conway that, that made you laugh or made you cry <laughs> – because I think that was the logical extension yes. of how how far he would take these jokes and these uh, incredible. I, I was just watching an eleven minute interview he did with um, uh, Johnny Carson, and the thing is, he was so he was so quick with just almost throwaway lines in response to Johnny Carson. And Carson had seen, you know, right. Carson was a tough nut to crack. And Carson would be doubled over with laughter. And, yeah. and Conway would never – I mean, it was almost as if he never intended it to be funny. Right. But knowing that was what made it as funny as it was. It's just a, just an absolutely brilliant Yeah, actor. and if you spend the day on YouTube looking at Tim Conway Jr. Video, Tim Conway uh, videos, I'm used to saying that. Uh, that is not a day wasted. That is a great way to spend today and spend some time just remembering comic genius, truly. Um. Emmy Award winner, Golden Globe Award winner, and uh, just one of those guys that I think is beloved by just about everybody who knew him. uh, A really good person, too. You know, there's a lot of apples in Hollywood, but you're never going to hear a bad story about Tim Conway. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that throughout the the day, and we'll we'll get more information. And, um, you know, the the Conway family, of course, our thoughts and our, our hearts go out to them today. So if there's anything that that they want to relay to you, uh, we'll definitely 
be a mouthpiece for them. But again, I'll, I'll, we'll tweet the information about the Lou Ruvo Brain Center uh, and the Cleveland Clinic for uh, for donations on behalf of the family. The latest on this war with China, trade war. We'll talk about it when we come back. Gary and Shannon. If you win that $1,000, you'll get a phone call. Make sure you answer that phone, even if it is from a number you don't recognize. Another chance to win next hour, 20 minutes after the hour. In fact, a chance to win $1,000 once an hour, Monday through Friday, 5 in the morning, with Jonesy and Wake Up Call all the way through 620 at night right here on KFI. Rebecca wrote to us on Facebook, Dear God, that man could make me laugh till I cried. Loved him on the Carol Burnett Show. Mrs. Wiggins, rest in peace. Such a loss. Condolences to Tim Conway, Jr., the Conway family, and all of KFI. Uh, Ed Fernandez also wrote in and said, I love, I've always loved the elephant story. My favorite scene on that show was when Harvey opened the door at the mansion, and when the door swung back, Tim was propped up on the doorknob with the knob between his legs. <laughs> yes. And Harvey was supposed to reach and open the door again, just couldn't do it, broke down in the middle of the skit. Absolutely 100% true. Um, and Bob wrote, nobody remembers Dorf on golf. Everybody remembers yes. Dorf on golf. yes. Uh, and it's the the whole genesis of the Dorf on golf story was was funny in that they were doing a takeoff on Fantasy Island uh, with Hervé Villachez and he was going to be the midget and it was it was Tim's idea. Hey, you guys could we could dig a hole, cut holes in the floor, and then put the shoes on my knees and I'll and I'll be the midget uh, at that. Anyway, so and, and that's how it turned out and started. Anyway, that was a. The unfortunate and, and horribly heartbreaking story that we got just before the uh, just before we took the air today was that Tim Conway Sr. has died at the age of 85 here in Los Angeles. So uh, we'll talk about that through the course of the day and, and take your memories, of course, as well. And you can send them in to us. Coming up after Monica's news at the top of the hour, we'll get into this story out of Long Beach. A woman beaten to death with an electric bird scooter. And the details of that. Is anything happy today? I mean, it looks like it's... Uh, no, absolutely not. Well, I will say this. It looks like stocks have recovered about 300 points. Uh, the Dow, at least, has recovered about 300 points that it lost yesterday. It's up about 329 right now. Investors are adjusting to what is going to be sort of a new normal of volatility and questions about the ongoing effect of tariffs in this trade war with China. They said they don't know if it's a dead cat bounce yet. A dead cat bounce is what they call a small but brief recovery in a declining stock market. Uh, the The idea is the idea comes from Wall Street, originated on Wall Street, and the idea is that even a dead cat will bounce if it falls from a great height. Good God, what are we doing? Today? I don't know. Sick people. Uh, the president was. <laughs> was asked about this today before he boarded Marine One right outside the White House. The relationship I have with President Xi is extraordinary. It's really very good, but he's for China and I'm for the USA, and it's very simple. Uh, We are, uh, again, in a very, very strong position. They want to make a deal. It could absolutely happen. But uh, in the meantime, a lot of money is being made by the United States. China uh, wait, hold says on a second. It, I got to go back to that part where he said he's for China. He's for I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's saying it funny. Isn't that, that sounds funny, right? When he says it, he says he's for China. He's what? <laughs> I, I, I see what you're trying to do there. I didn't. What do you mean? I'm trying to do. He's for China. He said it. Now, the only difference is if he would said president. She's for China. He's for China. Oh, anyway. China says it will fight to the finish. 
So I don't know how apt they are to make a deal, as as he says. He says, we have uh, the foreign ministry spokesman says, we have the determination and capacity to safeguard our interest. China's countermeasures have shown our determination to safeguard the multilateral trade system. I'm, I'm not hearing any, any, any bedroom. No. From them. No, but, the, and hey, you can't say that this guy, this president, is not uh, capable of negotiation. And this may be sort of the, the crunch time. This we'll may find be, out, won't we? I guess so. <laughs> uh, well, you think about it. The, a lot. I heard Jane Wells talking about it this, this morning. The, the effect of the potential for higher prices isn't hitting us in the mouth just yet. Because those things that were in transport at the time that these tariffs took place on uh, uh, Friday, early Friday morning, those are still old prices. Those those have not actually been hit with the tariffs. It's the stuff that's been shipped since then that we're going to see these prices increase. Well, and then think about the the possibility of recessions, plural, U.S., China, the global economy. Because if this goes on for long, every single analyst on Wall Street says that's exactly where we'll find ourselves. Yeah, and I, uh, it, the president has been touting what is, in his words, the greatest economy in the history of the earth. Is it strong enough? Right, it's very strong right now. Yeah. But is it strong enough to withstand something like this? When we're talking about the world's only superpower coming up against the world's up and coming superpower, is this going to be enough for us to beat off the challenger? To sort of beat back the challengers? Uh, the economy is just too good right now. Corporations, profits are great, but I don't know. I think it's just going to be a matter of how much time this goes on for, if it could withstand that that kind of a hit. And if the president decides to pull the trigger on the other, uh, you know, $300 billion worth of tariffs, or I should say tariffs on the other $300 billion worth of goods that come in from China every year, that's basically everything. If if he decides to add tariffs to the next round of uh, of goods, that's basically everything that comes in from China that will have a 25% tariff on it. Well, I actually have a little bit of good news. What's that? Uh, you know your 19-point phone contract? Yes. Well, you know how you've been passing it out to people? When they in- ask. Including strangers. I don't just pass it out to people at the mall or anything. Not yet, but that's not out of the realm of possibility. It looks like kids are responding to that, to the prevalence of your 19-point phone contract. Oh, good. They're... They've found a way around it. Oh. I'll tell you what that is. That's not in the contract. No. no. He's vagina. All right. Gary and Shanna will continue in just a moment. Gary and Shannon. Hey, we were talking about this, and what we're going to do is we are going to open up the phones today to remember Tim Conway. You want to call, you want to remember him with us, you have a, a moment from from your past where he made you laugh so hard you cried. Uh, if you just want to, you know, send your condolences, give us a call. 800 800- Five two zero one five three four eight hundred five two zero one KFI. Couple stories that we will uh, pay attention to today at twelve thirty. We're going to get into Swamp Watch. Hey guys, just just so you know, 
I'm getting a little upset. I'm getting a little frustrated now by the number of people who consider themselves viable candidates for the Democratic nomination for the mm. presidency of the United States. Now you're getting yeah, upset? I figured 19 was good. Anytime after that, I think, listen, people, let's stop it. We're, there's another guy who's in you've never heard of, even though he's the governor of the state of Montana. When are we going to announce our candidacy? Because we have just as much of a shot as about 16 of these other people. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Campaign finance reform is his message. He says, listen, uh, Trump took Montana by 20 points, and I'm a Democratic governor, and therefore something, something, something. That was his whole, that was his whole campaign. It was like a two-minute campaign speech, this uh, video that, that he announced as president or his candidacy today. So anyway. Um, J- uh, Jalen got her first phone when she was 14. This this story is why I don't have children. Uh, Jalen got her iPhone. <laughs> she downloaded Snapchat. She downloaded instant messaging app Kick. And by the way, both of those are on. I think they're named explicitly in the 19-point phone contract as it, no goes. Well, she hid the apps in folders and then deleted them when the parents would do the, the phone checks. Okay. First of all, rule number seven for phone checks is don't tell your kids when you're doing a phone check. Parents established a curfew at 8 p.m. The phone would go into their bedroom for the night. She said, I already had trouble waking up in the morning. They didn't want me up all night texting my friends. She uh, said she was embarrassed to tell her friends that she had to put her phone away at night. I don't give a damn if you're embarrassed about telling your friends that you got to put your phone away at night. So she started sneaking into her parents' room to get the phone after they had gone to sleep. And she would fall asleep with it. And when her parents would find it in the bedroom the next morning, they'd take it away. So, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And then give it back to her. She turned to burner phones. Jeez. Burner phones, you know, the ones that drug dealers use on things like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. A burner phone can be a prepaid cell phone or any out-of-service phone that can you can still connect to Wi-Fi. And so her dad said, all of a sudden, she stopped asking her for her phone back. And we were like, whoa, wow, that's weird. Why these, parents, people, these parents listen, are so I, naive. I know that you say that this is part of the reason why you don't have kids. And it's semi-tongue-in-cheek. But I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you would be savvy enough to see through the BS oh, that teenagers do. Absolutely. Because I did all of it. I, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's why when I see stories like this, I go, why are these but it's still, hard are, to contr- it's, still, it's still hard to control kids like this you, that are going to be underground sneaky. You don't have to. I, I agree. But if you're in the process, if you are in the mentality that you have to control your children, and it's very different from what I'm doing. I'm saying, listen, here's a set of rules. You either follow them or you don't. That There's no, I'm not going to control you. I'm not going to manipulate you. I'm not going to... You either do it or you don't. It's that simple. They say sometimes they'd notice a phone that didn't belong to her while she was sleeping and they'd take it away. Other times, is my favorite one, other times they'd see her walking down the street attempting to connect to a, a phone to a neighbor's Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh hey, Gloria's acting a little weird, isn't she? During sleepovers, they would make her, her and her friends hand over their phones at night. And uh, one time, Dad noticed that one friend had uh, put her phone in uh, the kitchen uh, to charge it or whatever. But they went into the room at 2.30 in the morning, and the kid was in the closet with her phone on. 
Mm-hmm. These kids are addicted. Jalen was 16 and had a boyfriend oh, and no. had some provocative photos of herself. Are you serious? And him on the phone. I did not get and to when that. Her, when her parents asked to see her phone, she refused to tell them the password, so they grounded her. They didn't smash the phone with a hammer, which was a better option. Oh, my dad they did just, that once. They just grounded her. They, he smashed the phone? Yeah, uh, he said, well, were you well, taking, well were you taking, I was the in the age of beepers. Were you taking nude photos? No, well, Were you I was sending in, nude beeps. No, yeah. it was it was a beeper, and he. I got home one night, and he was standing in the driveway with a hammer, and said, "Very, very low key and scary." Give me your beeper because mm. mm-hmm. you were probably getting drugs with it. Huh? He used the prison crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really the only purpose of those. <sighs> or even better, this is a hammer. You get to smash your phone, mm-hmm. or you give me the password. And you just do it calm, simple, little crazy. You know what this story reminds me of, of this family? It reminds me of the story of the 18-year-old girl who stars in porn up in Stockton. Like, publicizing this family, I yeah. think, is bad for this family because yeah. it's a really atrocious story. I don't want it's them. Bad. I don't want them around me. All right. We asked for your calls. We are remembering Tim Conway today passed away this morning. Hold on. What are you 18... doing? What? You started to rip it. And <laughs> well, I had a lot of coffee. I can't. Yeah, this is. Uh, anyway, it's a good. You guys see, scare this is, me. See, when you start off the day too, watching ninety-seven Tim Conway uh, videos. Yes, it's a. It, it's it sets the tone for a uh, for a day. It does. Listen, we're going to talk about this. Like uh, like Shannon said, Tim Tim Conway Senior dies at the age of eighty-five just this morning. We got the heartbreaking news today before the show started. And we know that this is, I mean, so many people have so many incredible memories uh, of, of Conway. Greg has a great story. Where's Greg? Right here. He's right there. Let me see if I can get Greg. Greg, what's going on? Hey, guys. Oh, sorry. I wasn't supposed to say hi. But um, anyways, <laughs> I was going to say back in high school, and this was in the early 90s, you know, you had the Girls Gone Wild infomercial and then Dorf on Golf. Dorf. So one of them, Dorf. So uh, we decided to try to order the Girls Gone Wild, but we mixed up the phone number. And when they answered, they said, you know, Dorf on Golf. So we just decided to order it. And uh, one of the best VHSs we ever had. <laughs> so much better than those topless girls. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Greg, thank you. <laughs> All right, yep. I will. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I can't see anybody's stories. So oh, I can't. One. You, do you don't have it on your screen? I don't have all of them. I've got oh, a couple. Oh, okay. Uh, how about Manny? Manny in Anaheim. Manny in Anaheim. What's going on, Manny? No, Manny's not in Anaheim. Well, Manny's in Yukaipa. Oh, ah. well, in that case. <laughs> well, I just love the Dorfall Golf. And I I was just saying earlier that we used to, our family, the Carol Burnett Show, it was it was a thing that we did on uh, to watch as a family. And I used to love the fact that him and Harvey Corman, it was it was a challenge sometimes when they were pulling their their their, their sticks that they were like, how can they keep it together to make yeah. it through it? And I love that. And uh, it was it was a family event for us, and so it's part of our family. And Dorfong Golf, uh, I figured out how to tie my shoes to the back to the the bottoms of my uh, skins. Oh, and so I'd stand at the door sometimes, and one time I greeted one of my roommates that way. They are like, oh! <laughs> so it's just, it was, uh, he's truly going to be missed. Just knowing he's not here, 
will will make this world just a little less funny. Yeah. yeah. Manny, thank you. Appreciate it. That's one of the things I remember watching uh, the Carol Barnett show with my family. It reruns. Um, but just the idea that you could all sit there and watch the show and still and everybody be fully entertained and it was to the not, point of almost tears it wasn't obscene it no. wasn't dirty and it, you know what it holds up didn't have to be no i mean there was you know i think there now were side jokes it, right, yeah, right. Were well you could get away I, with a little bit more yeah all right we'll continue this we'll talk to more about this 800-520-1534 800-5201-KFI Stories about Tim Conway uh, on the uh, unfortunate word of his his passing earlier today. Gary and Shannon. Come with me now. Come with me now. Gary and Shannon, it's Tuesday, it's May 14th. An unfortunate news uh, this morning was that uh, Tim Conway Sr. has died. Tim Conway was 85 years old, died this morning here in Los Angeles, according to his uh, representative. And a a couple of things. Number one, um, any memories you have, we would love to hear, because I know so many people had so many great memories of Conway from whether it was McHale's Navy or the Carol Burnett show or the Tim Conway show. Uh, any of the guest spots he did, uh, 30 Rock. I think he won an Emmy for his time uh, for his guest spot on 30 Rock. And Nick just sent me a clip over from that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he's with Kenneth, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you have memories, we would love to hear them. You can either send them to us via email or on social media. We're also taking a couple of uh, a couple of phone calls as well. Uh, Raphael, for example, is calling. What's going on? Hi, I want to apologize for uh, if I get emotional because this uh, it this means a lot to me. My t- Tim Conway was he used to take his family to Love's Barbecue in Torrance. My yeah. dad was the head chef there, and um, you know, and uh, he used to he was a great guy. He made everybody laugh. He loved my dad. He always used to talk to my dad, um, give him compliments on on uh, on the food and so forth. And and he used to do the little the the, the dwarf voice for me. I like the weightlift when the weightlifting thing. And um and it's just it used to, my dad I'm sorry, my dad was good man. And I wanna say God speak to Mr. Conway Jeep Singing on his journey and I hope and I hope you're family well. My condolences. Well thank Raphael, you, Raphael. Thank you. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Uh Kathy is calling. Hi Kathy. Um, hi. A few years ago we my took my mom to see Tim Conway and Harvey Corman perform live. Wow. And they did the dentist sketch again live. Oh, my gosh. It was still hilarious. They did one of the dwarf things on stage live. I would give anything to be with my mom again to watch the two of them. It was a wonderful memory. Fantastic, wonderful man. I think that's why it's hitting so hard, too, is because so many of our memories involve the entire family and some people who have yeah. already passed on. You well, know? and if you thank you, Kathy, by the way, that's a great memory. If you if you think about it, I, I think about my parents and they're it's not like they're uh, incredibly effusive emotionally. We've joked about my lack of emotion before, but I get it from them. It's just they're very even keeled to see them 
laugh. Like that, the memories I have of them laughing uh, are always great memories. And I know that the, a lot of that came from watching shows like that with right. them. And but that's you know the rare times. And that's a great memory to have is yeah. one of your parents or your grandparents laughing. Yeah. Uh, Mike is calling. Mike, what's going on? What's your story? Yeah, um, I was uh, took my daughter to see Dancing with the Stars, and I got in line, and it was a VIP line. And then up walks uh, Tim Conway, and uh, he's standing behind me. And um, when it was a very long line for a long wait. And so I told uh, the usher, I said, can, is there something you can do? I go, do you know who this man is? This is one of the funniest men on earth. I said, and he's he a little, can you just take him to the front? And he just, in, a, in his humble way, he just waved his hand. Just a guy who was so humble. And he said, I'm good with waiting. I can do that. And uh, <clears throat> it breaks me up because uh, Tim Conway Jr., I mean, he just, he's a lot like his father. He's funny, quick-witted. He just gets it, you know. He, he gets us people, you know. I'm just a blue-collar guy working. And he just, just was, it was nice. It was nice to see that and him, him to say, you know what, I'm good with waiting. I'm fine. And why, Mike, thank you, by the way. That's a fantastic memory. That, and why is it that the humility that you see in, in both Conways, but I mean yeah. in, in Tim Sr., why was the humility or, or why did it make the humor that much stronger? You know, yeah. I mean, because there are stories like that. I've heard stories like that. I never had the pleasure of meeting him. Because when, when when stars like that are humble, they can connect better with, like Mike said, like us everyday people. I think you know when when somebody's not as humble, I don't think you have that connection with the viewer. Yeah, as much. And listen, it's not like he didn't run in some pretty highfalutin circles. I mean, he there was a time when when oh Conway yeah, probably could have walked into any party in anywhere in Hollywood. But I, he just never struck me as that guy. You know, he never seemed like he had that personality and was more, uh, more. I mean, even the stories that, that uh, Tim Conway Jr. tells about his dad, it's just a dad. You know, he's just he was in, into his kids and into what they were doing and uh, protective of them. And just stories like that are, are what make, uh, I think, everybody feel uh a certain sense of loss today. Yeah, give us a call if you want to uh, if you want to talk to us about it. Eight hundred five two zero one five three four. If you are on hold, hang on. We will get your call all about our Tim Conway memories today. Um, by the way, his family has said in lieu of any flowers or gifts or anything like that, they would appreciate donations to be made to the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas. And we've thrown up a link uh, on our social media. You can check it out uh, and and get a. You know, just right over to the website. Again, the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. Gary and Shannon. We are. March 14th, May 14th, maybe. It'll be March somewhere. No, it really can't. I mean, it could be tomorrow somewhere, but it can't be March anywhere. Wormholes. Just saying. I kind of only just want to watch Tim Conway videos all day. I don't think there's anything entirely wrong with that. <laughs> um, we, um, unfortunately, broke the news earlier today. Wayne, I guess, was the one who broke the news today that Tim Conway passed away at the age of 85 this morning. And uh, we've been taking some phone calls and people with uh, memories, Conway memories. And what what I love is that 
some of them are not they're not Conway show memories. They're not Carol Burnett show memories. They're not McHale's Navy memories. They're people from uh, who ran into him in the most random of places and talk about just what a what a nice, wonderful guy he was. I got to get this story from Pat. And it looks like a good one. Yeah, Pat is calling. What's going on, Pat? Hi. Um, many years ago, when uh, the Broadway was in business, and I worked at the Broadway in the customer service department, um, Mr. Conway came in with a couple of his kids during Christmas time, and um, he was having um, some items gift wrapped. And what happened was is that um, the crowd got really unruly. It was a small area and there was a lot of people. And um, he turned around and broke into a routine. He kept the crowd um, uh, entertained for about 15 um, minutes to a half an hour. And um, then when his packages were ready, we tried to give it to him free. And um, he wouldn't hear of it. Uh, just the sweetest man in the world. Class act yeah. all the way, definitely. Thank you, Pat. Pat, thank you for that. Mike is calling as well. Mike, what's going on? Yeah, condolences to uh, Tim and his family. My wife Robin and I saw Tim and Harvey um, in one of their last live performances, and I just remember my jaw hurting so bad <laughs> from laughing so hard. Um, he was truly one of a kind, and we're lucky that Tim Jr. has so much of his dad's talent. Yeah, we're we're gonna miss this guy. We really are. Yeah, thank you, Mike. We appreciate that, and it's uh, that's one hundred percent true. And yeah. I think that uh, that because we get to work with Tim Jr., there's so much of what you see if you were to watch old interviews with with uh, Tim Senior, old Johnny Carson stuff. Just the dry, quick, very. Uh, spot-on sense of humor. It's clear that he passed it down to his uh, to And his son. the character, too. Yeah. Definitely a, passed down. Good person. Now, the um, the, the thing is, uh, Tim obviously survived by six kids, a couple of granddaughters, a stepdaughter, and in lieu of flowers and gifts, the family would like donations to be made to the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas. So um, we are... We have a link up on our website and also on social media as well, so that if you are interested in making a donation on behalf of the family, they would absolutely appreciate that. Um, we uh, are also keeping an eye on some other stories today, and then we'll get to them, of course. We get into Swamp Watch and stuff, and uh, another person enters the Democratic race. But we do want to hear from you, your memories of Tim Conway. Tim Conway, born December 15th, 1933 in Willoughby, Ohio, Cleveland suburb. Next stop, Willoughby. Majored in speech and radio at Bowling Green. And then after graduation, served with the Army before going back to Cleveland and landing a job at a radio station. His his first jobs at the radio station were answering mail and writing promotional material. And then he segues into television, of course, and he gets a gig at the uh, at the NBC affiliate there. And around this time... He changed his first name. It was Tom. And there was an actor, Tom Conway, the star of the Falcon movies. So he changed it to Tim to avoid any confusion. I think it was back then when he was working at that TV station. That's also when he met Ernie Anderson, uh, the guy who ended up doing all right. of the ABC voiceover that you hear Junior do uh, the impression of all the time. Um, he had his own sitcom called The Tim Conway Show that lasted for a season. He had a variety show that came on 8081 that was sort of... I guess modeled after the Carol Burnett show, 
but really McHale's Navy um like if you were to if you were to pick out three specific times of his career you've got McHale's Navy you've got the Carol Burnett show and then as weird as it is SpongeBob SquarePants yes. that that sort of reintroduced him to a whole different audience of, of a different age. Now, mixed in the middle of that, you were just watching the uh, the beginning of one of the Dorf, Dorf on, on Golf, golf videos. Yeah. And that's one of the ones that people have already mentioned in the phone calls is Dorf on Golf. So when we come back, I wanted to play for you, actually. Uh, uh, Tim Conway Jr. explains the genesis of the whole Dorf on Golf, the, the character of Dorf and where it came from. Right. Um, so Let's do it. We'll do that when we come back. Also, we'll take in your calls, uh, memories of, of Tim Conway Sr., 800-520-1534, 800-520-1KFI, plus a chance at uh, at $1,000 to win. We'll tell you how you can do that when we come back. Gary and Shannon. If you win... They will contact you by phone, so you got to answer the call, even if it's from a number you don't recognize. Another chance an hour from now, all the way through 6.20 this evening. We're giving away $1,000 an hour here on KFI. It hit us hard this morning, learning that Tim Conway has passed away, 85 years old. And we are taking your calls, and as you can hear, it... It really is hitting everyone really hard because of the memories, because, you know, you grew up with him. You remember your parents laughing. You remember happy times. You remember him being able to just destroy everyone on the set and playing it straight the whole time. Uh, Tim is calling. Hey, Tim, what's going on? Thanks, guys. Um, I'll echo what everybody else has been saying. He's one of the funniest men that have ever lived and a, a hero of comedy. Um, I have kind of an odd memory, and it's interesting, Shannon, that you just mentioned about him changing his name, because uh, sort of an odd memory is, as, a, as I mean, I'm 54 years old now, and I remember, you know, watching him since I was a child, and I had a strange, um, I don't know, kinship <laughs> to Tim because we shared the same first name. I actually, I remember as a child being almost proud that, 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 I shared a first name with Tim and, and the fact that he changed his name to Tim from, from Tom, you know, he could have, he could have picked anything really. And, and, uh, that just is sort of an odd, uh, you know, I, there's no other Tim in my life that I kind of feel that way about. And, and, and that said also too, I've, I've, I've been an, an AM radio listener for, for many years. And I'm, I love listening to you guys I really do, but you know, Tim Conway Jr.'s, one of my favorite talk show hosts. You know, I've, I've listened to AM radio for decades, literally decades, and, and he's one of my faves. And I've only been in Southern California now for less than 10 years, and, and I've been listening to him since pretty much since I've been out here. And um, I think, weirdly enough, for those of us that, that are, you know, in Southern California and listen to Tim Conway Jr., it's almost like a, a I literally feel like a sadness, like, I, like I've lost a family member. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what everyone else is feeling, too. I mean, you've heard all the people that have been un- unable to get through their stories about Tim Conway without uh, without becoming emotional. So I, I really do think that that's exactly right. That's exactly how everyone feels like it's an actual family member that's gone. Yeah, Tim, thank you, by the way. Appreciate your call. Uh, Bobby is calling as well. Hey, Bobby, what's going on? Hi, good morning. Uh, sad news to wake up to this yeah. morning. Uh, I just want to share real quick. I first met Tim. I uh, worked on the Carol Burnett show back in the 70s. They grabbed some of us from the comedy store and 
we'd go over and uh, get in the room with some of the writers and do some improv to work out some of the sketches. So, <laughs> which was a pleasure, and I, I met him say, back that must then, be and incredible. I got. To, yeah, I mean, you're talking Rudy DeLuca, Barry Levinson, Pat Croft, so many great people that went from the Comedy Store over to Carol Burnett, and from there, Barry became a huge director, as you know. Rudy, Barry and Rudy went and worked, wrote for Mel Brooks, and it, anyway, this is about Tim. We could go on for an hour here, but I got to know him very well. I had the, I have the, the blessings of being part, I knew Dan Rowan and Dick Martin, and Tom Rowan is my attorney and dear friend, as he was Tim's, and could even be Tim Jr.'s. And uh, so I would, there would be a lot of get-togethers, okay? And that was Don Rickles and Tim and and uh, Mike Connors, Larry Gilbart, Richard Crenna, just a list of, of great talent and great people. And whenever you would see Tim, he'd always come up and smile at you and introduce himself as some famous icon. <laughs> And we were at Dick Martin's life celebration. We'd lost him. And and Tim, being Tim, he walked in the room and he smiles and walks up to me. He says, hi. I said, Tim, how you doing? He said, no, I said, hey, how you doing? He goes, hi, Bob Feller, Cleveland Indians, 1951. Maybe you remember me. And shake your hand. And, of course, I would circle back with, well, Jimmy Cagney, 1936, Babyface Nelson. So this was our thing that went on back and forth for years. Oh, In that particular day of the celebration, uh, uh, Harvey had passed a month or so before, and I said to Tim, I said, I'm so sorry to hear about Harvey. He says, not me. He was a pain in the ass. Where's the food? <laughs> so That's so this good. was him. Now, I leave you with this. A lot of people, this man, not only was he a brilliant comedian, and I know you two, I'm sure had the pleasure to know him a little bit or get to meet him. This wonderful man, not only did he have talent, make so many of us laugh, and all of us doing comedy, whether we're writing, writers today or performers, he taught, we learned a lot from the craft from him, especially doing sketch stuff. And what they don't know, he was in, Tim Jr. will tell you this, and I, you, again, you may know this, he was a brilliant craftsman with furniture. This man made furniture like nobody can believe. This was like his other life, his other person. And Tom Rowan, Dan's son, lost his home in the fire recently, and the, the Conways gave them, took him to a warehouse full of Tim's furniture he made and said, pick what you can and put it in the house you're renting until you rebuild your home. Wow. And that's part of the Conway legacy. Yeah, God bless absolutely. him. I'm, I'm, I miss him. Yeah, Bobby, thank you so yeah, much for those awesome. stories. I really appreciate the call. You're, you're welcome, and bless you guys for giving all this time. I know you have a busy plate, but for taking this time this morning to honor this wonderful man. We're going to miss him. Yeah, I think thank we all you, need it, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that has come up repeatedly, obviously, is one of the more iconic characters that, that Tim was known for, and that's uh, Dorf on golf. Dorf and- was all about giving uh, instructions on how to play golf. And it, and and Tim would do it standing in a hole. Yeah. So he was about what three and a half feet or so. Yeah. Mark Thompson actually asked uh, Tim Jr. about the genesis of that character, and and I want to play this just because it's it's from Tim Jr. about why it is or how how Dorf came about. The idea was <laughs> from remember when Fantasy Island was a big show? Sure. And. It was the the Hervé Villachez. Yeah, Hervé Villachez. He was he was a uh, everyone knew who he was. And my dad on the Carol Burnett show, Tim Conway on the Carol Burnett show, was parroting it. 
And the guys at CBS said, instead of being on your knees, let's raise the stage and cut two holes in the stage and put the shoes on your knees. So it was the stage hands and the you know the tech guys at CBS that actually started that. Was, well. I mean, and wow. then and then my dad uh, put out the Dorf on golf tape. It was the right. very first direct. That's, I remember it that. was it was what? Oh, I was just gonna go ahead. Uh, it was the very first direct to videotape comedy. that was never in a theater, never on TV, just direct you know VCR or VHS. And they sold it for $29.50, and they sold a million of them. And yet, my dad got screwed. (laughs) How did your dad get screwed on that? That's a long story. No, well, tell us, give us the fifth one. I'd rather ask my dad if I could tell that At least one of those videos was purchased by my grandfather. Oh, really? uh, The the Dorf on Golf videos are actually my first memory of laughing with my grandfather. Is that right? Oh, just, just, oh, that's really, fall over laughing just Wait, you were laughing or he was laughing everybody oh that's great, everybody man. fall off the couch laughing well the lean when the, the, what your dad did on that and those that lean back that he does is just i mean do you think about it just or sitting slavery. up doing uh toe touches yeah right. you know, he's just sitting up and touching his feet his knees but i i'll tell you i've told the story in the air before for new listeners james worthy number 42 used to play for the los angeles lakers very very professional very very talented professional uh basketball player Played for the NBA and won, I don't know, three, four, five championships. But I ran into him in the hall, and I'm not really celebrity stricken by a lot of people, but I was like, I wanted to meet James Worthy. He was my favorite player on the Lakers, my favorite NBA player growing up. And so I stopped him and I said, Hey, James Worthy, I, I do a show on KFI. And he says, Oh, what's the name of the show? I said, It's a Tim Conway Jr. show. He goes, Hey, any relation to uh, Tim Conway? And I said, Yeah, it's my dad. And he, and he stops and he goes, Man, he goes, I got to tell you something, and please tell this to your dad. I've won championships in the NBA. I won championships from North Carolina. I've been, I've got a couple of, uh, you know, gold medals. I've got more money than I could ever spend. I've been blessed with the ability to play the game and also understand the game and read the game. And I love basketball. And I love everything I've ever done in my life. I would give my houses, my money, everything I own. I would give it all back the trophies the championships i'd give it all back if i could have one hour one more hour in north carolina on the couch with my grandmother watching the show yeah isn't that wild yeah and he's and i said i said you gotta be kidding me he goes i would do it in a heartbeat that's what it meant to him growing up sure isn't that crazy and listen a lot of families were like that i mean they were bonded around that special entertainment. I mean, it there really were. was. And my dad recently has gotten a couple people saying to him, I got to thank you because the one hour where my dad wasn't beating the hell out of us or beating the hell out of my out of my mom was the Carol Burnett show. My dad always sat down and laughed for an hour, and then the beatings would start again. But for that Jeez. one hour, everybody <laughs> knew they were in the house they were safe. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. Is that what it meant to that, you know, that lunatic? Uh, and that's uh, that's Conway Jr. Obviously talking about his dad um, again. Uh, Conway Sr. died today, this morning, uh, at the age of eighty-five. There's still there's so much I want to uh, I want to talk about because there's so much about his life, things that we didn't know we knew um, that that it was Rose Marie. You remember Rose Marie from the Dick Van Dyke Show? Mm-hmm. She was really the one who brought him to Hollywood. 
Um, and then the story about him breaking his back in football in high school and dyslexia. I mean, there's there's so much. That... We'll get into all of it and your calls, too. Give us a call. You want to share some memories? You want to just talk? Uh, we are here. 1-800-5201-KFI. Gary and Shannon. I Uh, Tuesday, it's May 14th. Stocks have uh, recaptured a little bit of what the loss was yesterday. A loss of uh, 617 points in the Dow. President Trump downplaying the escalating trade dispute, saying it's nothing more than a little squabble between friends. He thinks things are going <laughs> to turn out extremely well, that we're in a very strong position. Of course, trade talks broke down with uh, officials here listing $300 billion more in Chinese goods for possible tariff hikes. Just about... Everything that's left, it looks like. So the Dow is back up about 340 points today. President also uh, dismissed a New York Times report today that we are planning for a military conflict with Iran. Uh, the Times said that the White House is reviewing military plans that could result in sending 120,000 U.S. troops into the Middle East. But the um, uh, president called it fake news today. And so did Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah, said this is not a military conference confrontation because no war is going to happen uh the dodgers did their best florida state impression overnight uh pitcher <laughs> julio urias was arrested for investigation of misdemeanor domestic battery i guess at the uh in the parking lot at beverly center last night on an off day uh so we don't know much about the details of that we've been talking about the uh the, the death of tim conway the great actor and comedian at the age of 85 who's just announced this morning one of the things that I wanted to uh, read to you was a, st- a story from a few years ago. This is from Pathios, um, and it was a reference to a couple of different things about his life, sort of some of the, the points in Tim's life. He, during his high school years, he was playing in a football game and got hit full force in the center of his back. And he wrote in a book that he authored uh, that he was on the ground for a bunch of time, couldn't talk, couldn't feel anything in his uh, below his neck let alone move anything. Terrifying. And nobody seemed too concerned because this was, you know, this was would have been the early 50s, I think. And it was one of those, hey, just rub some dirt on it, get back in the game, get up, walk it off, let's go. And uh, many years later, uh, he was unable to stand up by his own, so his teammates picked him up, sort of carried him off the field. The doctor eventually took an x-ray and didn't find anything, but he put him in a neck brace and, and he got back to it. Uh, many years later, he's living out here in California, and he visits a doctor because he was having back spasms. And the doctor says, "Well, this is from your broken vertebrae." And he said, "No, I never, I never broke, I never broke my back." And he says, "Well, do you have any sports injuries that you can think of?" Oh my he goes, gosh. "Well, there was that one time." Could you imagine breaking your back and just and not knowing it. through that? The doctor says, "You may not realize it, but you're one lucky man." Here's what I think, and this is the doctor's opinion. Your vertebrae probably was broken when you were hit, but when they picked you up and carried you to the locker room, your back got stretched out, and the vertebrae apparently went back into uh, into place. The x-ray may not have shown anything at the time, but you came very, very close to being permanently disabled. Joe wrote to us on Facebook at Gary and Shannon. Of course, I remember Tim Conway for the Carol Burnett Show and McHale's Navy, but I remember him on a few episodes of Coach when he portrayed Kenny the Gardener. (laughs) Classic Conway comedy. Thank you, Tim, for the laughter and the smiles you gave us. You will never be forgotten. And I think that some of us have really hit on the idea that the reason that it hits so hard is not only because it feels like a family member because of Tim Conway Jr., but also because... He was able to bridge generational gaps, whether your your grandparents or your parents or you. Everyone enjoyed him. Yeah. 
Yeah, Bill, for example. Bill's calling in uh, to talk about the impact on the family. What's going on, Bill? Yeah, you know, I saw the Apple Dumpling Gang, uh, and Shannon, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's 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 funny. I think I must have been about seven at the time. Watching the Carol Burnett show with my mom, we it, it brought us together like you wouldn't believe, and we basically would, like, impersonate the sketches, and, like, especially, like, the old man. If you haven't seen the hot dog vendor, you got to check that one out. The clock fixer guy, I mean, it just doesn't stop. So it got to the point where... I mean, even, I mean, years and years later, if I'd be at the house and my mom would say, hey, go get this from the kitchen. And I would go into the mode and I would shuffle into the kitchen and she would start cracking up. We would do the voice. Uh, you know, it was amazing. And what you're doing today, I think, is great. I don't know what kind of time uh, Timmy's going to need to take off, but I have a feeling when he gets back on the air, it's going to be a bunch of this stuff, just sharing stories about his dad and how he taught him how to box and exact at the track. And, you know, I think we're going to get a lot of this. So something good is going to come out of it. I mean, I, I feel like I told your screener, I said I felt like I lost a member of the family. But yeah. just hearing you guys talk about this, it's I don't feel sad. I feel a sense of loss, but I'm remembering all this stuff and it's actually making me happy. Yeah, I know. I was, th- I was seeing the same thing. It's like this such great sadness, but as you're reliving all of these moments uh, uh, of Tim's greatest hits and, and all the sketches and everything and remembering your parents laughing with you and all of that, it just really does make you happy. And Bill, to your point, yeah, I... It, I feel like we're almost not worthy to go through this whole thing, but it happened. You know, we got the news right as we were coming on the air. And I just think that everybody needs to kind of talk it out right now because it's so fresh. And I think when Tim does get back on the air, it, it will be um, a truly great memorial as well. Yeah, Bill, thanks for the memory. We appreciate that. By the way, um, Carol Burnett has released a statement. Uh, about the the loss of her longtime friend and co-star. She says, I'm, bro- I'm heartbroken. He was one in a million, not only as a brilliant comedian, but as a loving human being. I cherish the times we had together, both on the screen and off. He'll be in my heart forever. And that uh, it echoes what I think we've seen, uh, what I've seen posted on social media as well. It's not just that this guy was a, you know, on... On camera, on set, on on screen was so funny and was so amazing in terms of his talent. But that off camera, off screen, in those private moments, in those, you know, chance encounters that people had with him throughout Southern California, he's just a great, normal, fun, happy guy. Patrick has a great story uh, about that as well. Hey, Patrick, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, uh, you know, I never told a lot of people about this story because I've been privileged to, you know, work down here in Malibu painting. And I was going down to the uh, market, I think it's called Trank, it's down here in Malibu, and uh, had eight guys working for me and went to get them some sodas. But, you know, being an old guy, I didn't know that, you know, prices are a little different. And I was like four or five dollars short, there's like five or six people in line. And it looked like they were giving me the stink eye. And I, go, I was kind of embarrassed, and all of a sudden, this guy just gets out of line. He wasn't like, you know, thinking the next person behind me felt my pain, but they uh, got out. Of, he got out of line. I knew he was, but I know that these guys that are stars want to be left alone and, you know, be treated with respect. And he goes, let me pay for that. And I, and I go, oh, well, I'm only like $2 short. And he goes, no, 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 just let me pay for the whole thing. And uh, I kind of stood there. I thanked him, and, you know, I walked out of the store, and I knew who he was. And for some reason, I just never, ever forgot that story. And I heard good things about him, and I've watched the shows, and I've watched them forever. And 
I'm, it's funny, ironic. I'm down in Malibu right now still, painting a block away from the house I was painting from. That I went down to get my guy's paint or soda. I mean, I know it's a small thing. The guy was, was straight up. Yeah. Absolute class act. Uh, not only was he super talented at what he did and made everyone happy in his real life, he was just an outstanding person. So, Patrick, thanks so much for the call. Uh, he converted to Catholicism in college. <laughs> and in that book I was telling you that he wrote called What's So Funny, My Hilarious Life, he said uh, he converted to Catholicism in college because of a girl. Uh, the relationship, he said, with God remained very important to him. And he says he admitted that his journey of faith hasn't always been a straight line and wrote this in the book. All straight lines get a little crooked from time to time, but I try to maintain a a decent life. And considering uh, heaven is the place we all want to live, of course, in harmony with God, he wrote in that book one of the chapters, at least the chapter about the Carol Burnett show, the title of that chapter was Heaven, because for him, he described it as the greatest environment, the greatest group of people he ever worked with because they all achieved a great harmony performing together and he said he credits that feeling to carol burnett as their leader because she was generous not only with her time but in helping people and he talked about the the we mentioned this before the the clean good clean fun nature of that type of humor and you didn't have to worry about swearing or nudity or anything like that and Tim writes, it takes a lot more thought to be funny without the swearing and things of that nature absolutely true and he was great at it. Um, we'll continue with this. 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. The unfortunate uh, news this morning that uh, we lost Tim Conway Sr. at the age of 85 this morning. Gary and Shannon, we have been uh, taking phone calls and hearing some of your memories of uh, Tim Conway Sr. announced that he passed away today at the age of 85. Chris wrote to us on Facebook, my dad and I would watch the Carol Burnett show just to see Harvey Corman and Tim Conway play off each other. At least now they can make everyone in heaven laugh. They'll be sorely missed. Rest in peace, Tim. You, Harvey, and Red Fox were my heroes. And Brenda wrote in, another gone to the great comedy club in the sky. Isn't that the truth? Doug is calling. What's going on, Doug? Yeah, good morning. Uh, just want to say that I, I used to work at uh, Del Mar Racetrack, 80s, 90s, and beyond. And Tim was a regular. Very funny. He'd show up. Uh, my favorite exacto was Tim Conway and Bob Newhart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, I they Tim, I, I recall, in Turf Club going up the escalator, stopped, and everyone's just staring, going, wow, it's Tim Conway goes into Dorf. And had everybody rolling. Oh, wow. They, you know, and that's in Doug, you're the second person to kind of uh, share a story like that with us where he is just living his normal life and uh, <laughs> and and just decides that he wants to, to share his gift and entertain everybody around him. And that, what a treat. That's incredible you know, power as well. Yeah, I mean, the race that that was going to be. You know, he said he re- really wanted to be a jockey, but uh, <laughs> he said, well, when you're heavier than a certain weight, the horses stop and ask you to get off. <laughs> You know, and his favorite, well, just to say again, we used to have the real, the Hollywood uh, celebrities at Del Mar, not so much anymore, but Tim was always so gracious and funny, and with Bob Newhart, the two of them walked by, they ageless pair, yeah. and just funny as can be, so that that was my experience. I bet you awesome. have a lot of great Doug. stories. Oh, 
if I could write a book about Del Mar. <laughs> hey, that somebody would somebody I, would read, read that. that. <laughs> yeah. I've made so many bad decisions there. <laughs> Doug, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, Eileen is calling. Hey, Eileen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, we're well. You know what? I have to tell you, this is so interesting. When I was so sad when I found out that Tim Conway passed away. I teach English as a second language at the college level, and I cannot begin to tell you how many bits I had my students watch because their English wasn't very good, but his physical comedy, his facial expressions were so amazing that I would watch my students from all over the world laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah, because it translates, and, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness, because he was so funny, and he also was so incredibly kind. And my students would watch that, and the next day I'd say, how funny was that scene with the dentist? And they would all start <laughs> laughing. Oh. That's the one sketch there. I, I've great. seen it so Eileen. many times, and I every time I am moved to tears because I am laughing so hard at yeah. that one. There was one I was watching this morning I had never seen before, and it was... A, I don't want to say it was a takeoff, but it was similar to the dentist sketch where uh, where Tim Conway and Carol Burnett are playing a husband and wife, and they're excited about his upcoming job interview, but their dog was ill, and the vet comes to the house, and he's going to give the dog a shot. Oh, it's just a little viral thing. I'm just going to give him a little dog serum, and uh, and he'll be good as you know, good to go. And he accidentally shoots Tim Conway's hand with the dog serum. And then he starts behaving like a dog in this very important job interview where the boss comes over and everything. It was, it's just absolutely classic. And one more. Marnie, I wanted to get you in there as well before we take a before we take another break. Hey, Marnie, what's going on? Oh, well, I'm just getting all my stuff together because I'm a therapist, geriatric therapist, and I, I do wonderful, fun uh, activities at skilled nursings. And uh, one of the activities is stimulating the senses. And I have DVDs, a 100-year-old hang glider, a 100-year-old tennis player, goes on and on. And to make the, the, the whole presentation fun, I do the Carol Burnett Showstoppers on the DVD. And I'll tell you what, talk about relating to seniors in their moment down memory lane is a very special thing. And when I take that off, everybody's laughing and clapping because it's the one with Tim Conway. Yeah. That's absolutely great. Marnie, thank you for that. Wonderful memory. All right. Coming up next, we will get you caught up on the biggest stories of the day and take more of your calls on Tim Conway memories right here on KFI. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together they can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I'm a match, she kerosene. To remember Tim Conway with your phone calls at 1-800-520-1534 throughout the show today. 
the bottom of the hour, we will dip into Swamp Watch. There's some things we need to check in on and what's going on in Washington, D.C. The president had some comments today before he boarded Air Force One that we will talk about. Also, uh, a little bit later, the uh, the Chinese tariffs issue. But that also starts what's trending. What's going on? Time for What's Happening. I told you earlier that the president's kind of downplaying what appears to be an escalating trade dispute between us and China, calling it nothing more than a little squabble between friends and that things will turn out extremely well because we're in a very strong position. Of course, trade talks between the two countries have broken down. They are said to be meeting next month at the G20 in Japan. Yeah, the president, I mentioned, made some comments about this today before he um, before he boarded Air Force One. Before he boarded Marine One, he was at the White House, uh, talked specifically about what's going on with uh, the president of China, he and President Xi. Like, give me this uh, sound. I'll make sure. I... The relationship I have with President Xi is extraordinary. It's really very good. But he's for China he's and for I'm for China. the USA. And it's very simple. Uh, we are, uh, again, in a very, very strong position they want to make a deal, he's for China. It could absolutely happen. But uh, in the meantime, a lot of money is being made by the United States. He's for China. I don't know what that means. He's for China? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 oh. Oh, he it. wasn't saying vagina? Ah, no, he wasn't. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's for China. Okay, oh. now I hear yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Now I hear, I hear okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Felicity Huffman is uh, trending again today. This uh, guilty plea that she gave yesterday. Very somber, very subdued, the antithesis of the Lori Loughlin defense. Gray sweater, uh, sweater, gray dress. She said her daughter was not involved. This still could bring four months in jail for the $15,000 she paid to arrange for cheating on her daughter's SAT test. Police say they have identified the man that beat that woman to death with an electric scooter in Long Beach. 27-year-old Ahmad Rashad Redding is the guy's name, Ahmad Redding of Long Beach, booked for investigation of murder being held in the city jail there. Murder detectives say that they that he attacked the 63-year-old woman uh, using that scooter as a weapon and that it appears to be possibly a random attack. And by the way, those things are heavy. Those things are beefy, beefy machines uh, that I can't imagine you swinging it around wielding it like that. Mm. Uh, Anthony Weiner is trending today. He has wrapped up his time at a Bronx halfway house. All he said when he was let out today was, it's good to be out. I hope to be able to live a life of integrity and service. Oh, for the love of God. I'm glad this chapter of my life is behind me. The self-awareness continues, clearly. Clearly. He's wearing khaki pants, red Nike running shoes, and a sweater. He was in trouble, remember, for sending obscene messages to a 15-year-old girl. Integrity. Hashtag integrity. Speaking of wieners. Robert Kraft. We're not going to see that video. Thank you, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. There is an interesting uh, legal argument, which is pretty interesting, because the attorneys listed a number of reasons why the tape shouldn't be admissible in court, but it was ultimately the argument that he had a reasonable expectation of privacy under the Fourth Amendment because he was naked. And therefore... Uh, It was illegal for police to have videotaped him while he was naked because he had a reasonable expectation of privacy when he dropped trial. The takeaway is if you're going to get a happy ending machine, a machine, machine, (laughs) there's machines. Uh, If you're going to get a happy ending uh, 
at the uh, massage parlor, don't wear your clothes. Because then the police can't uh, use your tape. It's a br- Take it all off. I want to know who the legal uh, genius was that came up with that at the, as they're sitting around the uh, the briefing table. Oh, guys, what about this? Fourth Amendment, pants around his ankles, reasonable expectation of privacy. Bob, I think you're on to something there. <sighs> all right. Um, let's see. Who was uh, Debbie is calling? Sorry, Debbie, for making you hold for so long. What's going on? Okay. No, I was just telling you that my father, um, of blessed memory, he was very, very connected to the show because he plays. He's a violinist, and he played on the show for many, many years. On the Carol Burnett show. Yes, yeah. that's correct. And um, and so, you know, the show is very close to me because of my father. And um, I, would, I would watch at different times Tim Conway, and <laughs> he's just so gifted. And so funny, and he made the world a better place by being by being by bringing us all of his gifts and all of his 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 amazing laughter. And um, I was reading some of the things that you know, like on on the internet about him. And um, I wonder if I, I could share just a few things. I'm trying to find it now. Um, he apparently he. Yeah, it, it, it might be hard to find now. That's okay. But I thank you for incredible um, memories and phone calls that you're allowing people to do, to, you know, to, to bring to the show because it's very important to to do that, especially for the children and for Tim Conway Jr. You know, it's going to really bring comfort to him to see how his father made such a difference in the lives of so many. You know, that comes Debbie, across thank, that comes you, across Debbie. every time you hear Tim talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool that is that you have this dad that everyone just adores. I, I am curious to know, uh, and I, uh, I'll keep an ear out for it um, as these stories come out. At what point did, did Tim know... Did Mr. Conway know that he had that gift? I mean, and that he was known for it. Because it's one thing to have a personality where you're just a happy-go-lucky, fun, you can make people laugh, but there's not a lot of energy or effort that you put into it. It's just who you are. I and think then, he and then, probably always had that. You know, I think he would make his friends laugh all the time and, you know, was able to and I wanted to be an entertainer, which is why he went into radio and television. And- oh, that was another thing I wanted to, I wanted to share. And it was, was uh, from his book, What's So Funny, My Hilarious Life. He suffered from dyslexia, he said. Um, and in high school, it kind of pushed him towards comedy. He said in high school and even in grade school, people couldn't wait for me to get called on to read out loud in front of the class because I would put words into sentences that were never there. They thought I was being funny, I guess. So they would laugh at me. And I just continued that through life. And I'm going on 80 now, and I'm still doing it. This, of course, from the book from a few years ago. So That's got to feel good to be able to make people laugh like that, too. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's my question is, at what point do you realize that, at, that you have that thing and that you can do it at will? You know, if you're like the, you know, one of the previous callers was talking about showing up at the Del Mar racetrack, and just being on an escalator and just knowing that in a moment... You could have a hundred people close to you laughing, or you just you know 
you just ignore them and just go up the escalator and pretend like nothing's happening and you're just there for a normal day. Did you know that Harvey Corman actually wet himself I in that, that dentist skit? I sketch? saw that. How could he not? I know. How could he not? 1-800-520-1534, 800-520-1KFI. We're talking about our memories and your memories of the great Tim Conway, passed away today at the age of 85. Uh, again, in uh, I'll mention this a couple of times before the end of the show, but the family has said that in lieu of any gifts or flowers or anything, they would like donations to be made to the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas. Very special place uh, in their hearts for that. Uh, for that clinic. All right, give us a call if you'd like one eight hundred five two zero one five three four. As we remember the life of Tim Conway, we have a thousand dollars. We're going to give away. We'll tell you how you can win that. More calls coming up on the Gary and Shannon Show. Gary and Shannon. Dow is up three hundred seventeen points today. Uh, a, a comeback, if you want to call it that, from yesterday's 600-plus point drop. By the way, speaking of money, if you win that $1,000, they'll contact you by phone, so you got to answer the call, even if it's from a number you don't recognize. We'll give away $1,000 an hour from 5 in the morning all the way through 6.20 at night right here on KFI. I was just watching a clip. Of, I mean, I've been watching a bunch of clips of Tim Conway, and this one was the character he played, one of the characters he played in the Carol Burnett show of the elderly man slow rolling down the stairs. I mean, the physical comedy with the timing, it's just, that's a combination that you do not see very often. Yeah, that that he could pull it off like that. And like we've heard from, from uh, a woman who teaches... English as a second language class is she would use Conway's physical comedy as a way of proving that language isn't as necessary as body language can be. And uh, another woman who was going into uh, elderly therapy and was using some of that stuff to to elicit laughter and fun times from people. Wanted to uh, hear uh, from Kristen. Hi, guys. Hey, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. First, I want to tell you guys how much I love listening to you. I, I drive around all day. I'm a home health physical therapist, and I just I really appreciate your show. Thank you Thanks. very much. Um, you know, my uh, I grew up in Northern California. There were seven of us kids. We were raised Mormon, and, you know, there's not a lot of things on TV you can watch that's safe, and it was the late 60s, early 70s, and every Saturday night, all seven of us, and my parents would gather around, what, like a 25-inch screen TV and uh, watch the Carol Burnett show. And one skit in particular, it was a mama skit with Carol Burnett, Vicki Lawrence, Harvey Carmen, and Tim. And they were doing their regular stuff. And then all of a sudden, Tim starts talking about this freak show he went to. And I think you guys played a little bit of the clip right before break. And they... You know, you see all the other ones just kind of bow their head because they're like, oh, my God, he's going off script again. And they just they bow their head down and they put their hand over their face and their bodies just start shaking because they they have no idea what he's going to do. And he starts talking about these conjoined Siamese elephants at the trunk (laughs) and how sad it was. And every time they go to try and, you know, make their regular blow noise they would just make this by the way blow up Kristen, that, and, uh, that's one of the greatest yeah. videos uh, i was telling shannon earlier in the show that that was one of the ones that i 
trying to explain, for example, a few years back when when Tim Conway Jr. first started working with us uh, when he, when he came to KFI, um, how excited we were that that this you know that we got to finally meet this guy that I had listened to before on other radio stations and loved his personality and loved to um, uh, listen to him and tried to explain to my kids who he was. I mean, who his father was and why he came from such great comedic um, uh, lineage and played that video, played that elephant story <laughs> video for my kids. And I mean, even that was that was eight, nine, ten years ago, I think. I've never seen a comic do that to an entire cast yeah. like once in a while on snl or something when it's good you'll see maybe one person that can't keep it together maybe once every other week you know but to lose every single person on that set the way that tim conway yeah. did is just uh, such a feat and carol burnett said he lived for that he lived for destroying harvey corman and, and that the majority of that story itself thank you Kristen. by the way that the majority of that story was in fact ad-libbed on the set in that moment see uh, this elephant uh, had this little dwarf trainer and uh <laughs> Now, already, Carol Burnett is cracking. She's trying so hard. a little ballerina skirt on that elephant. I go around and circle I thought it was so laughable at the time. There's a rumor going around the circus that that dwarf and the elephant were lovers. And imagine at this point, everybody that's sitting on the couch, he's sitting on one arm of the couch and everybody else is kind of spread out. Carol Burnett, Vicki Lawrence, the, their heads are down in their hands because they're laughing. And he's allowing the time to go by, yeah. right, as he's improvising. So great. <laughs> <Elephant> <laughs> All right, we'll take more uh, memories of Tim Conway when we come back. 800-520-1534, 800-520-1KFI. We'll just do a couple of quick Swamp Watch headlines as well to keep you up, date, uh, up to date on what's going on in D.C. Gary and Shannon. We are taking your memories and taking your calls at 1-800-520-1534 to remember Tim Conway passed away this morning, the age of 85, and hit a lot of us really hard because, well, one of the reasons that we've talked about is he was able to bridge generational gaps, whether it was your parents you watched the Carol Burnett show with or your grandparents. It was something everyone could agree on. And memories of 
your parents or your grandparents who may have passed as well laughing are some of the best. Yeah, I think everybody would rather have those memories than, you know, sad times with their parents or grandparents or whatever. Yeah. And um, I played a clip. We played a clip from Conway earlier today, uh, Conway Jr. talking about his dad and talking about one of the great uh, compliments that his dad would get. I mean, as as heartbreaking as it was that uh, people would say to him, hey, the only time that dad wasn't yelling at us or beating us is when the Carol Burnett show was on. And he would sit there for an hour and laugh and uh, and sort of take everybody's mind off of that that would take everybody's mind off of uh, what was going on in their lives uh the couple things i wanted to do just quickly we'll get to more of your stories uh the memories that you have of tim conway senior uh on the phone 800-520-1534 i just want to throw in a couple of quick uh swamp watch stories that we have been paying attention to obviously the um, the trade war with china at one o'clock actually we're going to talk for a few minutes with a reporter more about what's been going on. The Dow has bounced back a little bit. It's up about 300 points today after losing more than 600 yesterday. I'd like to introduce you to somebody named Steve Bullock. Uh, I'm Steve Bullock, and I'm running for president. With your help, we will take our democracy I'm sorry, back. who? Yeah, Steve Bullock. Come again? Steve? Related to Sandra? Doubt it. Okay. But the- he is the governor of Montana, so he's like the third or fourth governor to enter the race now. Uh, for the Democratic nomination. I don't know who... Is there nobody in Steve Bullock's life that says, ah, you know what, you missed the boat. You're uh, a joke. Five months ago would have been a good time for you to get some sort of name recognition, but anybody post-Biden is now... It's it's worthless for you to get in. Are you getting money from the Democratic National Committee? He's going to Iowa later this week, so there's that. Oh, well, the good news is he's going to blend in. Yeah. Um, anyway, Steve, Steve Bullock. All right. Um, let's move on with this. This is, uh, the, the life of Tim Conway. One of the stories that I found fascinating was his first foray into Hollywood, how he got discovered. We mentioned that he grew up in Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. And after he went to Ball State University, went to the army, was in the army for a couple of years. Bowling Green, right? Yes. Uh, and went to his, uh, what did I say? Ball, Ball State. State Bowling Green is right. Teamed up with his friend Ernie Anderson, and you've heard Conway Jr. talk about Ernie Anderson a long time. He came out, was the unmistakable voice of ABC for years and years and years. And he talked about the TV show that they did together, Tim Conway and Ernie Anderson, in uh, in Cleveland. And he said, Ernie was the talent. I was the director. I'd never directed. Ernie didn't have that much talent, so we'd get reviews like, you want to see stink? Watch this in the morning. But I would be the guest on Ernie's show every morning as a different character because they couldn't book any actual guests. So Conway would come on as a character and be the guest. And one day, Rose Marie, everybody remembers her as Sally Rogers on the Dick Van Dyke show, visits this little station in Cleveland where they're doing their show and sees Tim's characters and says it was one of the funniest things she's ever seen. So she takes a, a tape of one of the shows, Rose Marie does, gives it to Steve Allen when she came back here to Hollywood. And Steve said, that guy's got something. And he brings Tim out to L.A. And about the, that same time, guys like Don Knotts, Louis Nye, Tom Poston, they were all on the Steve Allen show. And that's where he got his real big break in Hollywood was uh, thanks to Rose Marie. Diana says that she uh, remembers Tim from back in Cleveland. Hey, Diana, what's going on? 
Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, not only did they did uh, Ernie have that little talk show, but he also had this show, used to be in the afternoons, it was called Goulardi. And Ernie used to play this character where he would dress up in this funny wig, and they would play these really old, bad, bad um, horror movies. And Ernie would jump into the middle of the the movie while the movie was playing. I don't know how they how they did it technology wise back then, but Tim would also come on that show and they would do skits together. And Tim was the one that was actually kind of responsible for bringing Ernie to California. Um, but Tim, uh, I remember him from WKYC in Cleveland, and when he came out here, we always kind of considered him, you know, our favorite son, so to speak. That's awesome. Diana, thank you very much. Janice is calling as well. Hi, Janice. What's your memory? Hi. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, back when I was was uh, younger, we went on vacation, and we did Disneyland, the Wax Museum, and we did Universal Studios. And this was back when Universal Studios was actually a working studio. It's not like it is today where it's more of an amusement park. But... When you walk through there, you saw just all kinds of stars roaming around. This was back when Mikhail's Navy was very popular on TV. And we came around this one section, and there was a replica of, well, I don't know, they might have actually filmed there, but it was like the pier on Mikhail's Navy. And Tim Conway was there. Um, Ernest Borgnine wasn't, but there was another gentleman that was there, too, that was from the show. But I remember... I remember Tim. He was so animated. He was so funny. And it was amazing that here he was, this guy that I've been seeing on TV, he was standing right in front of me. He signed autographs. He interacted with the crowd. He never acted as if he was being bothered by anyone. It was such an amazing thing to me. And, and being a child, I was so impressed with him. And from that, I have had a love relationship with him. He is so funny. He's one of a kind. Watching him on TV, the way he would just come up with different things just off the top of his head was the funniest thing to me. And it's so sad that he's gone. Yeah. Thanks, Janice. Yeah. should mention that you can catch the Carol Burnett show still on MeTV. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I'm wondering if they'll uh, change up programming um, uh, today or, or tomorrow to just run more of those. Well, we're we're lucky uh, to have one of the great conduits to uh, to Tim Conway's humor in his own son. Obviously, hosts a show here on KFI, and he's not going to be on tonight. He's going to take time, of course, uh, to deal with the loss of his father. But um, we do have some of the great stories that that Tim Conway Jr. has told about his dad. And we come back. I wanted to. <laughs> I want to play one for you because I remember him telling this story, uh, and it's it's uh, well, it, it's a Conway Junior story about Conway Senior and his uh, his brothers. Love it, and give us a call. We will be uh, taking your calls. Continue to do so uh, right here eight hundred five two zero one five three four. This is one of those days that I love Twitter because Tim Conway Twitter is awesome. Everyone's posting their favorite bits. Every single person loves this guy. Every single person is talking about how much he meant to not just them but their family. Uh, that that no one made them laugh harder than Tim Conway. 
That that was the only thing that they and their dads agreed on. <laughs> it's a really nice tribute. And listen, you're not going to hear any negatives today. I mean, no, it's, there's not, nothing not the to day. be said though. But, but in the in the time that we've known Tim Conway or Tim Conway Jr., I don't. I don't know anybody who has negative Not stories. Not one about negative thing. That's the that's what makes him so special too. And all the stories that we've heard today from people that these are stories that didn't get notoriety. You know, when he's at the uh, hardware store and that and the guy who's a kid at the time doesn't have enough money for for the the stuff, and yeah. he comes in and just says, "Let me take care of it." Uh, Fred has a memory. Fred, what's going on? Hi. Yes, uh, I uh, I love listening to Tim Conway Jr. on your show. Uh, years ago, I used to have a long commute, and uh, Tim Conway Jr. was talking about when he was a kid, his dad used to take him to Hollywood Park. And he said the greatest gift his dad ever gave him was he taught him how to box an exacta. It's true. And I just thought that it's was funny. true, because if that 3-4 horse comes in and you've got it at 4-3, you're screwed, but yeah. you box it, and, and that's the way to go. That was one of the first lessons Tim Conway Jr. taught me. <laughs> at the track. At yes. the track. And he learned it from his dad, so I he's know. passing it on. Uh, Fred, thank you for that. There was another story that I thought that it, it absolutely floored me when I heard it. Because it was hilarious. But again, this is from Tim Conway Jr. talking about uh, one of the things that he loved about the humor that was part of his family when he was growing up. This happened in in San Diego. Um, I have four younger brothers and uh, an older sister and a stepsister. And my stepmother, my dad, all of us were in San Diego because my dad was doing some kind of charity event. And we, we spent the day at the races. It was our family reunion. And our family reunion was is great at Del Mar because it's, you know, 20 people who are all related. And my dad gets a, a suite there. And we spend the entire day not talking to each other, uh, just looking at the races. So for a family, it doesn't communicate very well anyway. It's a perfect, perfect place to have a family reunion because everybody's just looking at the racing form or the program all day. And nobody's talking, which is perfect for the family, our family. So we're all staying at a hotel about two miles. We're staying at a hotel two miles from the racetrack. And I'm sharing a room with three of my brothers. You know, this is 20, 25 years ago. And so we're getting ready to go out to this formal event. And we all have a suit. We all have suit and tie on, Right. And we're going to watch my dad. He's going to emcee this event. And he's the entertainment for the for the night. So we all have suit and ties on. And my brother has some kind of weird problem where if he has a suit on, he doesn't like to fart in the suit. What? Yeah. He doesn't like to fart in the suit. Just because that specific suit? Or? I, think, I think when he puts a fresh suit on, he doesn't like... To soil it. To soil it. Then, you know, all night you're like, uh, wow, is that me? Is that the, you know, the whole night? Because he thinks a suit holds it in more than jeans? Suit, suit material uh, it grabs and holds odor, I think, more is than jeans. Is it a jeans. corduroy suit? Is it stuck in the groove? A leisure no, suit? No, I, I, I don't know. It's not a big major part of the, uh, the uh, story. But that was known in the family. <laughs> it was pretty known, yeah. Okay. So he, about five minutes before we leave, Ten minutes before we he's got a fart. So he goes to the bathroom, 
and my brother's in the bathroom showering. And he says, hey, open the door. I got to come in and fart. And my brother says, I like the invitation, but I'm going to pass. <laughs> Without skipping a beat, I bet. Right. Uh, yeah. He goes, he goes, hey, but let me in. I got a fart. He goes, I like the invitation, but I'm going to pass. <laughs> so he walks out to the porch, right? We're on the fifth floor or so. And there's a sliding door, and he walks out on the porch. And he pulls his pants down, and he aims it towards the side. <laughs> And you, and you just hear this, right? Wow. And then you hear a lady go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's on her porch reading a magazine. <laughs> and there's only a oh fence God. between the two of them. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh, man. 85. Tim Conway Sr. passed away this morning at the age of 85. We'll come back. We'll talk more about uh, about Tim's life. We'll take your calls, 800-520-1534, 800-520-1KFI. We have a little quick business to get to when we come back, including the um, the ongoing trade for, trade war, what we're seeing on Wall Street, what, uh, what this could mean in the next uh, few weeks and months, perhaps, of uh, going to the store. We'll talk about all of that when we come back to the Gary and Shannon Show. We will continue to talk about the life of Tim Conway, get your stories, share our our favorite moments of when he was able to make us laugh to tears. Wanted to get you caught up on some other news going on as well. Yeah, big dealing uh, on Wall Street today is a reaction once again to what's been going on with the uh, potential trade war between the United States and China. The Dow Jones Industrial Average did bounce back quite a bit. Closed right now, it looks like, at about 207 in the positive. Um, so a bounce back from the 600-point loss that we saw yesterday. Brian, Brian Clark. That's him. Now, it, I was going to say that same name. How'd you know? <laughs> he is in New York and joins us now. Brian, it doesn't sound like there's much wiggle room coming from China, them declaring today they're going to fight to the finish. Yeah, Shannon and Gary, thank you for the double introduction. They both said uh, they're China said they're going to fight to the finish, but then the U.S. has already announced the next round of tariffs that it's lining up on Chinese imports. So there really doesn't seem to be an immediate off ramp uh, available in this trade war. Uh, June first, I believe, is when the Chinese tariffs are expected on our imports to them. Is that right? That's correct, yep. Uh, Then next month is also when the president had said he's going to sit down with President Xi of China at the G20. Yeah, that's the end of June. Um, But there's no, you know, there were Chinese trade representatives in Washington last week, and they didn't reach a deal. They left without a deal. So there are no hard negotiations set until this, what is still right now, a tentative meeting between President Trump and President Xi at the G20 in Japan. So a lot could happen, though, between now and then. Yeah, is the door open for talks before then? It seems like it is, because this is something that is escalating. Um, President Trump is saying how he likes collecting tariffs, but his economic advisors are admitting, Larry Kudlow the other day admitted that it is American consumers and households that are paying the cost of these tariffs, not necessarily just China. So you wonder if there will be more willingness from the U.S. side to get something done. Um, The list, you mentioned the $300 billion that we could potentially see, this new list, uh, what's on there that it wasn't already on what appeared to be an exhaustive list from just last week? 
Yeah, this is now nearly 4,000 more product categories, and this one covers basically anything that was not on the first list. So you're looking at things like laptops, uh, then the trivial things like saw blades, how about tuna, garlic, lots of things uh, that could now fall under this umbrella. The only things that are really excluded were pharmaceuticals and then some of the rare earth minerals that get used to make electronics and in batteries and things like that. So another way this could impact the average person, Apple might have to increase some of its costs because, and its prices to consumers because of the cost to manufacture its iPhones and materials like that. All Brian right. Clark, thanks for the update. Appreciate it. Thank you. Brian, they're from New York with the latest on what's been going on in this uh, ongoing trade battle, it looks like. I don't know if you'd want to call it a full-on trade war, although, you know, as we get into this for the next few weeks, we could see this thing go uh, go off the rails. Again, the Dow did recover a bit today, up 207 points after yesterday's 600-point loss, and we'll see how this week goes. Uh, volatility, perhaps, would be the word of the week on uh, on Wall Street. Well, we continue to remember Tim Conway, and we are taking your calls at 1-800-5201-KFI. Uh, Gary joins us now. Hello. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Hey, guys, love your show. Hey, listen, in 1972, my mom bought me into the Screen Extras Guild. You know, they used to have the Extras Guild back then, and I joined Central Casting, and the very first job they sent me to was the world's greatest athlete. And Tim, Tim Conway was a star. He played the coach, and Jan Michael Vincent was the world's greatest athlete. John Amos was in it. And I got to Disney Studios go to the set and they had a big auditorium like a high school and there is Tim Conway he's standing there and I'm like I'm in like extra heaven I mean I can't believe that I'm getting paid you know to to see Tim Conway do his thing and I never forgot it it was the greatest day of my life it it wound up you know I got hooked on it and I, I stayed in the film industry business but Timmy was so great I loved him in the Kills Navy the, the whole show and I worked with him like 10 years later on another extra job. And he did a commercial for King Cola. Oh. It never came out. I don't know what happened to it. But he was the, the, the you know, the, the the star of the commercial. And I got to actually, you know, say hi and tell him how great he was. And, you know, he was the, the same guy that he is in person. He's the guy on, on TV. It was just so great. And the memories I have is just unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. Gary, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, Rick is calling from Bakersfield. What's going on, Rick? Hey, I love you guys' show, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, you know, um, I used to work on the corner of Burbank and White Oak at 7-Eleven. And uh, the Conway's, I guess, lived over in Encino at the time. And uh, he would come in with the kids. And uh, I was a big Tim Conway fan. And I'd sit behind the register and I'd watch Tim just kind of, you know, walk around, and his kids would be running around him. And uh, he just had this kind of nature about him. It was funny, but it was uh, calming, and he was just a real nurturer, I could tell, with his kids. And uh, he'd come up to the register, and I'd go, I'd talk to him a little bit and tell him how much I loved his work. And he was just such a nice man, and and uh, and just and he still had that comical way about him. So when you walk around, it was just kind of, we just kind of sit there and watch him, you know, and just walk around with his kids. And it was kind of like a little circus going around him. And uh, and uh, I just was a big Tim Conway fan. As a matter of fact, I kept on acting, and uh, I kind of took, took some of his comical uh, uh, manners, manners with me. And so uh, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, just I'm going to miss him a lot, and uh, he touched my life. 
Thanks, awesome. Rick. Appreciate Great. the call. Yeah, that's the thing. It just seems like he was effortlessly funny and effortlessly a great character, a great person. Yeah. Uh, Kim is calling. What's going on, Kim? What's your memory of Tim Conway? Well, I, what I wanted to say is, you know, you think of what Tim Conway accomplished. He made America smile yeah. and laugh and make our troubles, you know, kind of disappear a little bit. And and uh, name one politician that's done that over a 40, a 50, 60 year period or one sports celebrity or not even that many Hollywood actors. It's a very, very small club that he was in to be able to do that for for all of us. And I, I really believe that our only commandment when we come into this world is we leave the world a better place. And knowing Timmy as I do, um, you know, he certainly has done that through his son and uh, through the through the he continues to make us laugh through uh, Tim Conway Jr. And, and we're, we're going to miss him. And he was, you know, just an incredible guy. Just the things that he could do. He was always funny to everybody, no matter what your social economic status was, no matter what race you were. Really, he was funny to everybody. And he made us laugh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kim, thanks so much for the call. Yeah, one eight hundred five two zero one five three four eight hundred five two zero one KFI. Talking about your memories of Tim Conway again. Heard the uh, the sad news this morning that uh, that Tim Conway Senior passed away at the age of eighty five earlier today. Uh, and in lieu of any flowers or gifts, the family has announced that they want donations. If you were uh, so inclined, to make donations to the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas. And we have information up on the website, also up on our social media at Gary and Shannon as well, uh, so that you can do so if you uh, if you're so inclined. Yep, give us a call eight hundred five two zero one five three four. And if you win. You win that $1,000 while you'll get a phone call. Make sure you answer that phone, even if it is from a number you don't recognize. Another chance, an hour from now, just about every hour, 20 minutes past the hour through the first hour of the Conway Show tonight, we give away $1,000 an hour here on KFI. Uh, speaking of Conway, the, the very sad, heartbreaking news for us today was that uh, Tim Conway has died at the age of 85, uh, Junior's father, of course. A native of Ohio, came out to Hollywood in the 50s, really made a name for himself in McHale's Navy, The Carol Burnett Show, but also had a, a series of other shows, uh, Emmys, Golden Globes, um, movies, cartoons, and made a bunch of guest appearances in recent shows, was a voice on SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, and, and for all intents and purposes, all of these phone calls we've been taking today Everyone has fond, wonderful memories of this guy, not just from the TV show and what it meant for the family to gather around and bust a gut laughing, but just the chance encounters you'd have at a 7-Eleven or a a grocery store in Malibu or at the track or something. Just all very, very positive, fun stories about Tim Conway. One of the great things about uh, about this day, and it's terribly sad saying goodbye, but at the same time, there is... So much help online. <laughs> if you just watch all of the sketches and the videos, I mean, it really is fun to go down memory lane. Absolutely timeless. Quick note. Yes, we know it wasn't Harvey Corman in the elephant sketch. It was Dick Van Dyke at the end of the couch there. Um, uh, Sheila is calling from uh, from way up in the mountains, it looks like. Sheila, what's going on? Well... I'm just echoing what everyone's saying. This is a wonderful man, and there's no doubt that he entered heaven. So the first thought I had after I thought that the family was, you know, condolences to the family, was I got this vision of 
him standing in front of the open pearly gates and St. Peter doubled over in laughter. That's the way I'll remember. Yes, well, absolutely. Sheila, uh, as, as somebody did comment to, he joins the great comedy club in the sky and uh, he and Harvey are now hmm. together and hopefully already making each other laugh. Tim is calling as well. Hey, Tim, what's going on? How are you guys today? Great. Yeah, just uh, my fondest memory, and I don't know if you guys already talked about it. I just got off work, and the dentist skit with Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. I mean, I could just think about that and start laughing. Yes, I I I started crying just thinking about it this morning. You know, it's funny you say that. I was actually, I drive a big rig. And uh, they they know me as Trucker Tim. I've called in a few times, and uh, I was crying today. We we lost a great man. We really did. The thing about that sketch is you can see it one time, or you can see it 37 times. And and you, you will laugh. <laughs> exactly. Every time. And if all you did was just look at Harvey Corman the entire time. Right, just, right, I mean, right. Just right. look at his, uh, his him reaction. trying to hold it together, and then at one point just, just letting go. Yeah. Uh, Terry is calling. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hey, my fondest memories of Tim were back in the old, old days, 1964-65 in Cleveland. Yeah. He had teamed, he had teamed up with uh, Ernie Anderson, and Ernie Anderson had a show at midnight on Fridays <coughs> called Gulardi. It was kind of predecessor of Elvira, and we'd show grade B and C movies, <laughs> horror movies. And in between, Tim and Ernie and uh, two other guys, Big Chuck Houlihan and Little Chuck, who was a little person, would put together a skit, and it was... You know, it was there that I think he learned the routines and the, the timing and all the other kind of things that, that went on, that followed on his life. And I think the other thing was looking at him as a Clevelander later on coming in and um, McHale's Navy and some of the other shows saying, wow, there's a Clevelander that actually made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Terry, thank you. We appreciate that. One of the great things about uh, Tim Conway Jr. is, he inherited some of that storytelling gene from his father. Some. Clearly. Oh, my God. He's like one of the best storytellers ever. And not only that, not only is he a great storyteller, he's got great stories to tell. He does. Ab- about his father. I mean, and that's it's just the amazing part about it. So there was another one, uh, another story. This is, again, from Conway's show uh, about his dad. I asked my dad. I went to Gelson's with him. This is about four or five years ago. And he had to, he needed cash. He went to Gelson's. And he went to cash the check. And and my dad is so humble. Uh, and he always has been. He always will be. But he goes to the Encino Gelson's on Havenhurst. He walks in with a check. And he knows the guy. He knows the manager. He's known him for, you know, 15, 20 years. And he says, I'd like to uh, cash the check. And my dad pulls out his ID. Before the guy, he's known him for 20 years. And my, the guy always says, Tim, you don't have to show me your ID. And but my dad always hands the ID just not to embarrass them. Sure. To say, you know, because if if they want his ID, he doesn't want it presumptuous. Like, uh, oh, I'm sure you know who I am. That is a very cool. Uh, If uh, maybe the side view here, a little McHale's, maybe (laughs) anything working? (laughs) Yes. Maybe a little dentist. Yes. My numb arm. Uh, I'm so glad we've had this check time together. (laughs) Probably seen me on a little thing I like to call the Apple Dumpling Gang, either the first one or the second one. And if I get on my knees, how's this? <laughs> Dorf on check. <laughs> I love that. Tim talking about his dad is one of my favorite things. 
the family has suggested that if you'd like to make a donation in lieu of, of they said in lieu of flowers or gifts, they're not saying they want that, but if you would also like to make a donation on behalf of the family, you can at the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas with all the information is up on our social media. We'll take more of your calls coming up next on Gary and Shannon. I can't wait to go home. Gary and Shannon. President said today that uh, he has a great relationship with President Xi of China, but he's for China. And the yeah, president's he's for free- China. He's that's, for China. Is what, what I said. Nope. That's I was not- saying it the way he said mm-hmm. it. I mean, he said it in a very specific way. So I did. He's for China. That's what I said. He's for China. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what the president said. And the president is for the USA. So there's going to be some discrepancy there. There's ongoing tariff back and forth. Um, the Dow, however, did end up 200 points today. It closed in the positive territory after yesterday's loss of about 600. But uh, really, our, our our show has been dominated today by the uh, the loss of Tim Conway. Let's talk to Lynn. Lynn has a story about a run-in with Tim. Lynn, thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Um, my fondest memory of Tim was I was appearing at a club in Encino called Charlie G's, and he walked in with several other people and was very sweet and asked me to sing uh, The Very Thought of You, which I did for him, and I looked straight at him the whole time I was singing. And after my performance, he was so sweet in complimenting my performance and led to a standing ovation by everyone else in the house, which was just overwhelming for me. And then he ended up picking up the tab for my entire party. I was there with my family celebrating a birthday. And he was so sweet and picked up the tab to the entire family, which I thought was so wonderful and so sweet of him. That's awesome. And I had been a fan of Tim since his McHale's Navy days. So he was he was quite a special man, not just funny, but humble and very loving and very considerate of everyone around him and anyone he met. That's quite the and, life highlight, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was quite a highlight for me. And my condolences to Tim Jr. and the entire family. We've really had a huge loss, well, not you. just to his family, but to to the world. He was yeah. just a very, very wonderful man, and I'll always remember him very fondly. Well, thank you, Lynn, for sharing that with us. Uh, Kevin is calling. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Just uh, having all the same thoughts as everybody else today, but uh, in recent years, whenever I think of Tim Conway, I think of a story that he told on himself. I saw him a few years ago on a talk show, and he talked about a time years before McHale's Navy, he was actually in the military. And he ended up being assigned to the office that issued transfer orders to military personnel. And so for a couple of years, if he ever wanted to go somewhere, he would just cut himself some orders and go. And, and then he would come back, and if he wanted to go somewhere else, he'd rubber stamp some more orders and go again. 
and he never got caught. And it just so sounds like Tim Conway, and we're all going to really miss him. Yeah. I remember when Conway started working here. Um, I had already been here a little bit. I think I was still reporting. And I remember I was so excited to call my parents and tell them yeah. that Tim Conway Jr. was working here. And it's Tim Conway's son. And isn't that cool that I work at a place where he works because they love Tim Conway. And My know. parents, the same thing. But but they they asked me, so I heard this new show. I heard this uh, this Tim Conway Jr. Is that Tim Conway's son? Yeah. And I said, well, I guess. I mean, I don't really know. It's just not really that important. I mean, he's just it's like, oh, he is. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. No, but it was very, it was very, very fun. Uh, Mike is calling. Hi, Mike. What's going on? Oh, Mike is not calling. What about Frank? Hey, Frank. What's going on? Hello. Hey. Hey. Um, this was true. I was uh, at Santa Anita Racetrack, and a friend of mine was the food and beverage director there, and I said, hey, there's Tim Conley. I really would like to meet him. So I, he could put, put, brought me over to him, and he said, I said, hey, uh, Tim, i got to tell you, Richard Dawson on Family Feud, he's my best, best friend. We just love your work. And he goes, you're really friends with Richard Dawson? And I said, yes. He says, never heard of him. And he turned around and walked away. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> that is great. I wonder how many times uh, that happened to tim conway in his life like if it was just like a series of people like coming up to him because he was so lovable Mm -hmm. and so approachable it seems like i mean i never met him but from all the stories from people today talking about how they met him or they had run-ins with him he just seems like he was approachable and not like that celebrity where you're like oh i don't i don't want to go bother them that he was just kind of emanated that but here i think part of that is because a lot of the stories that we've heard today have to do with uh with tim out in the valley with his kids and he was just i mean that's a it's almost a different scenario and and for some people that might even be more of a a standoffish sort of a hands-off approach because they don't want to encroach on somebody who's just out with their kids but at the same time he's just a normal dude yeah he's just a normal guy who's trying to wrangle four or five kids at a time kind of thing uh don is calling as well hi don yeah, hi. I just uh, just call in uh, to offer my condolences to uh, to Tim Conway Jr. I, at your station, and uh, I I grew up uh, watching McHale's Navy and the Carol Burnett show. Loved Tim Conway. Loved him. Spent twenty six years in the Navy myself, and I can tell you that uh, there are some real Tim Conways in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, Don. You know, thank you. That's I was great. I was just thinking about uh, when I first met Conway Tim Conway Jr. and how my one of my first thoughts was. He's so down to earth. Like I thought when I met him, he was going to be like Mr. Big Time because right. he's, I don't know if you know, know who I am or who my father. Right, is. right, right. And yeah. it was not that at all. Nope. And that's just a, that's um, that is indicative probably of the parent, you know, the parenting that he received too. Uh, again, I wanted to revisit this and come back to it only because it's one of the favorite and absolute classic moments from the Carol Burnett show, and it's um, the middle of. Tim Conway's elephant story. Uh, the, the video itself, I mean, listening to it is just as funny to me as the video because I know what's going on. But it's Carol Burnett, um, it's Vicki Lawrence, and Dick Van Dyke all sitting there listening to him in the sort of the mama, Mama's Family set. I think it, they called it the family in terms of the sketch while it was on Carol Burnett. And him t- telling the story about um, the elephants. I was at this freak show one time, and I, 
I saw these Siamese elephants. He's already busted up the other crew members for like three minutes already. Finally, he started to break, too. They're trying so hard to regain composure. They was uh, joined at the end. joined at the end of their trunks like that. And this uh, trainer would make them stand up on their back feet like that and had their trunks stretched like that. <laughs> then this little monkey would come out. <laughs> walk out there and dance a merengue right out there. <laughs> I kind of felt sorry for them. They couldn't go like the other elephants when they go... <laughs> All they could do is just blow and go, Norton. <laughs> it's one of the greatest skits ever because the, the other three people on the set are, Dick, you know, paid Dick Van professionals. Dyke is peeing his pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people that lost bladder function on set with him. Uh, and, and again, most of that, uh, according to the people who knew it, uh, most of that was ad-libbed. The, the story about the elephants and the conjoined elephants and the dwarf that was training the elephant and uh, they were lovers and it just anyway uh, we'll come back last round of, uh, of phone calls memories of Tim Conway 800-520-1534 800-520-1KFI Gary and Shannon will continue you Gary and Shannon John and Ken coming up in a few minutes. I wanted to read to you the biography, the self-written, I guess it's the autobiography at that point, on the Conway website at timconway.com. It says, I was born and then I did the Carol Burnett show for 11 years. (laughs) What else is there to know? I have six Emmys. Big deal. I am also in the Comedy Hall of Fame. It was a natural since I spent a lot of my time in grade school out in the hall. I went to Bowling Green State University for 11 years. I, a very slow learner, I proofread my bio. I was in the Army hours and two years, uh, for two years, and I was in McHale's Navy for three. That's a total of five years of service. My ambition was to be a jockey, but it might wait. Even the horses were asking me to get off. I have seven children, two grandchildren, and a puppy. I've been married since 1984, a record for Hollywood. I do not have a serious thought in my head. Enjoy the show. I forgot uh, a story that Jill reminded me of, wrote to us on Facebook at Gary and Shannon, saying, I'm always a huge fan of Tim Conway. Excited to hear when uh, Tim Conway Jr. came to KFI. And she remembers that shortly after he started his show, that Tim Conway Sr. calls in and tells Tim he's calling to talk to Brian Suits (laughs) and wants to know where Brian Suits is. What the hell are you doing there? (laughs) It's classic. Uh, Kevin is calling. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? So, 
I worked at the racetrack in Del Mar when I was in college as a uh, usher at the gate to the turf club, keeping the commoners, I guess, out for the turf club members. <laughs> and Mr. Conway used to sit up there on occasion. Imagine that, a Conway at the track. And uh, people would come by with their programs. they go, hey, is that Tim Conway? Can you go up there and get me an autograph? And they'd give me a couple of bucks. So I'd take the programs up and ask, excuse me, Mr. Conway, would you mind signing this? You know, they'd give me a couple of bucks. As a tip. And he would always do it. Then about the third day, no lie, he comes into the turf club. He comes down. He's got a stack of programs. And I look at him. He goes, here, here you go. You should be set. This should get you some college tuition. I go, all right. But Mr. Conway, they're not signed. He goes, you got a pen? I go, yeah. He goes, it's T-I-M-C-O-N-W-A-Y. Sign away, buddy. That's, That's awesome. He's like, I just want to watch the horses. <laughs> uh, Milo is calling. Hi, Milo. Hi, Gators. Hi, guys. Uh, listen, uh, just real quick because I'm at work. Um, I just want to say that uh, growing up in Monterey Park uh, in the late 70s, I always, always was on the TV watching the Carol Burnett show. Especially back in the day when my mom was a single mom racing us, we didn't have money for those fancy TVs. So you know we had a one thirty-two inch TV with a dial knob just to change the channels and a two volume um, knobs. And um, I just loved Tim Conway, those characters he played. You know, it's just um, the whole cast was hilarious, but Tim Conway was just my favorite. Yeah. You know, that guy is going to be missed, just like everybody else has been saying throughout the day. And it's, uh, I mean, my condolences to Timmy Jr. And listen, guys, um, uh, I listen to you guys all day long at work. I love everybody, but without due respect, Timmy's uh, Jr.'s uh, show in the evening, it's my favorite. Yeah. But I love you guys all. You know, I I listen to all of you guys, you know, so don't get me wrong. Thanks, Milo. Milo, thank you. We appreciate that. How about Mike? Yeah. Mike is calling. You're going to wrap this up for us, Mike. What's going on? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I'm 56 years old. I grew up in uh, the San Fernando Valley, and I went to Notre Dame High School. And I used to cut through. The mall there was open air, and it was a Bullocks and a Broadway, and they called it the Fashion Square. So I used to cut through and go home every day. And so I'm walking through, I'm walking through um, the Broadway, bottom floor, and I see Tim Conway. And I'm like, oh, my God, there he is. I was I was like 13, 14. I walked up to him and I said, I think you're so funny. I can't believe you're just standing right here. And I got my book bag. He goes, so what's your name? It made me feel normal. I told my name. You know, where do you go to school? In Notre Dame. Oh, oh, right there at the corner. Oh, okay. And we just had like small talk. And I'll never, I'll never forget that. And I watched him on TV like everybody else. The funniest moment for me as a child was how long it took him to roll down the stairs as the 100-year-old yes. man. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I don't know how he that, physically did that. That. Is, the, that is the best scene. And, again, Harvey Corman keeps looking away because yeah. you can't watch that. And then the last thing is, even at my age, um, I watch SpongeBob. So there's an episode, because he's the voice of Barnacle Boy. Right. He's the voice of Barnacle Boy. And there's an episode where he insists on being called Barnacle Man. And, and, and yeah. They say, well, you're going to have a little pipsqueak patty. I don't want a pipsqueak patty. I want a full-size patty. And, and the other voice was um, uh, Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Yep. So this man will be missed. And uh, my condolences. Thank you, Mike. On behalf of the family, that's, uh, that's fantastic. And it's, it's one of those things. We kind of went through this um, uh, sad time last year when we talked about Arlie Ermey. Uh, in terms of right. that, that he passed away, but we knew that he was at least a fan of KFI and had listened to our show and 
when we found out that he had passed without us meeting him, it was kind of that felt left us feeling like like we missed an opportunity, you know. And and as close as uh, as we have become with Tim Conway Jr., we never had an opportunity to meet uh, Tim Conway Senior. And it's one of those things that he was that you know it's like he was that close, right? Right, he was that close. But it I was, don't want to be that 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 weird coworker who's like, hey, you get me in to see your dad. Right. And no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying we should have pulled the trigger on that at some point and be like, hey, uh, did you get your dad to sign this uh, this thing? For it? No, but but it's a sad time. And, you know, it was a, a kind of a punch in the gut to read that this morning. Right. Before yeah, we was. came on the air. And I'm glad that we took the time, because I think when somebody like that passes, it's better to be together and to talk about it together. And, and you get to share memories from just decades ago and your parents or your grandparents, too, and remember those times. So, yeah. And, and the the whole, oh, yeah, I forgot about totally. That. That's the that's the great thing about this. Anyway, again, um, Tim Conway Sr. passed away this morning, the age of 85. And in lieu of uh, flowers or gifts, the family is. Uh, soliciting donations to the Lou Ruvo Brain Center at the Cleveland Clinic in Las Vegas. And again, we have information on the website, uh, a bunch of information about people's memories on our social media as well and clips and keep them coming. It's uh, one of those things that's good uh, that you can do on social media is share your memories of somebody like Tim Conway and what he meant to you and a lot of times what he meant to the family as well. All right. John and Ken coming up next. See you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. Blessings. Listen, ladies, it's been real and it's been fun. But has it been real fun? Uh-uh. Nope. Gary and Shannon. Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South, the Citadel, online, on your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online.